it's your pal, the dancing housewife. Are you completely addicted to ballroom dance like the doc and me? Or maybe you're just getting started or even an interested wallflower. Wherever you are in your dance journey and however you got there, this podcast is for you. So grab yourself a cup of joe and join me for episode 28, a conversation with USA Dance Senior Athlete Committee member, Lee Oswald. Joining me today is my friend, Lee Oswald. Originally from New York, New York, the city so nice they named it twice, she now lives in Blue Springs, Mississippi with her husband. Lee juggles being a wife and a mother to two adult children with being a human resources professional and a competitive ballroom dancer. She is a member of the USA Dance Senior Athlete Committee, and if her name is familiar, it's because she's the committee's communication czar. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule today, Lee, to have a coffee break with me. Thank you. Um, Thank you for inviting me. I think your human resources background is probably serving you pretty well as a member of the USA Dance Senior Athlete Committee. When and how did you join that committee? I joined the community right from the uh, inception when um, Chuck Garrett, my dance partner, became the senior chair. I believe that was like April or May of 22. I think we're in, he's a little over a year and a half in. He decided to build a committee of people to come and try to grow the number of athletes in our organization. As you know, that's uh, dancers are on decline and to try to grow our competitions and just try to serve the needs of senior athletes. I don't know if you know this, but here's a little well-kept secret. I was actually on the senior athlete committee in its first iteration a long time ago, pre-COVID. We had a committee, but we were under the previous administration and we didn't have a vote on the Dance Sport Council and we were unable to get much done. So I'm actually very, very impressed with what you all have been doing. And Chuck really has taken the bull by the horns. I know that your role, which is really critical, is the, is the communications person. Tell me a little bit about that role. So in the beginning, I was tasked with um, going into all competitions uh, right after COVID. The whole year, I went to Ballroom Express and O2CM, and I just grabbed names. And we built a distribu- uh, uh, email distribution list. Now, we didn't have emails, but we had names. And through um, a combined effort of Chuck kind of getting on Facebook and friending people and asking them if they we could have our emails or just going to competitions and just really kind of getting to know everybody, shaking hands, asking for emails. Uh, All the community members, Chuck, myself and others have uh, gathered about over 300 email names. We uh, we still have about 500 on there, so we have a a way to go. But um, it's been growing every time. Every competition we go to, it grows. And it's really become, um, I think, an excellent list, distribution list, and effective one right now. So, yeah. I, I interviewed Chuck a while back, and I recently interviewed Christine Newman, who is a senior one age class person who's on the committee. And when I asked them uh, if they had anything they wanted to leave listeners with, both of them said, oh, you know what? If you're not getting the emails, please reach out to me and let me know, and we'll make sure you get on the distribution list. So I know that everybody is really fully invested in making sure that we can communicate effectively with um, our senior athletes. And, and I commend you on that because that is not an easy task, not at all. Nope. I just happen to be a person who likes to keep her nose at a computer. So that's kind of been helpful. And I'm a- <laughs> Yeah. 
you know, the senior brain cannot consume <laughs> too much information at once. So I really like your approach. H how often are you sending just your general updates? Uh, well, thank you for that, by the way. I I've been trying really hard. I think they're better now than they were when we first started. I think you learn as you go. Um, but yeah, we are very acutely aware of our pacing. So we might have information, but we don't necessarily send it out on the spot. We try to group things, relevant things together, or just try to keep it to one to three topics. And yeah, I've tried to develop a standard format so you kind of get used to what you're seeing and you can peruse it e easily. So I appreciate the feedback that that's starting to be successful. We definitely don't like to do more than one to two. I mean, two a week is a lot. So yeah, a one a week, one every other week. So we find out information, obviously, because Chuck's on, on, on the BAC. Um, we meet once a month, every um, second Sunday. So we get feedback from the whole committee. Uh, obviously, I liked, we like to promote the competitions, you know, to get participation up. And then we have other surveys we, we touch up. We've actually been asked for surveys twice now. So it all depends on how that comes in, how we'll group it together and pace it. But we definitely don't want to uh, overdo it. We are very sensitive to people's time. We do get those wonderful uh, newsletters from nationals. But, you know, you know those MailChimp, they're very long. So right. um, we just like to be complimentary to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you've really hit on a good format. You're right. I think the, you know, it's very recognizable. So it's easy to navigate when you get that email, you're like, oh, okay, this one's from Lee. And it's really simple, very streamlined. I know that Chuck has used social media to collect uh, information. And do you really use social media to disseminate information much or not really? Is it more the email? I am all things email communications are. Chuck and Christine and others definitely take the uh, social media over and they share things on Facebook and all that. I'm not much of a Facebook person. So they have taken that role on. So Ken and Stuart and all the other committee members tend to get on there and get it, get the information out that way. So we do okay. touch that. Uh, Roseanne is on the editor of American Dancer. You know, we've tried to compliment each other. We've kind of starting to develop a relationship of telling beforehand or not. And, you know, kind of letting each other know when we're going to put something out so we can help each other out there as well. I'm going to pivot a little bit and talk about the Kansas City Dance Classic because there was the first of what I hope will be many senior athlete gatherings at the Kansas City Dance Classic. It was like a happy hour time, like from 5 yes. to 6.30. And sadly, Pat and I had to miss it because we started dancing. I think our first event was the first event of the evening session. And so we were warming up at five and then putting on our costumes. So we had to miss that. But I hope to be able to attend future gatherings. Whose brainchild was that? That was the brainchild of Ken Wellens along with okay. Chuck Garrett. He didn't. So, um, but they kind of started the conversation between each other and then brought it to the committee. And which, of course, you know, it, it was kind of reminiscent. Remember Gumbo? Um, I remember when I first started competing gumbo was one of the first ones and they had that upstairs the chapter kind of did it they yeah the hospitality upstairs. room yes, yes yes so it was it was a playoff of that bread wonderful idea so it's you know uh, we, we the best ideas are borrowed right and right. and so we thought that would be really nice um to do to do that again so that's where the idea was born from ken spearheaded it and he he worked with matt and matt was um 
Panzing and Alan Panzing were wonderful to uh, to agree to that and to allow us to kind of incorporate that into their um, competition. So we want to thank them for that. But it turned out really, really great. There was, um, oh my goodness, um, hard to, it had to be at least 50 people that come, like you said, their people came after they were competing, before they were competing. Um, if they were done, they were actually got to, got to change into regular clothes again. But it, yeah. uh, I personally got to meet people I've never met before. So um, that was wonderful to, to be able to meet new people and make new dance friends. And I just, I all the feedback we that I've heard and Chuck's heard and Ken, we've talked with Ken, everybody seemed to enjoy that. So um, yes, we, hopefully it's repeatable. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is there a plan for anything at Chicago or Mac or Southeastern? Like I said, we meet uh, the senior committee meets the second Sunday of every month. That's kind of our standard uh, format uh, on Sunday evenings. And so that will be uh, the topic of this upcoming meeting is uh, tied to recap that and then see uh, who's going to Chicago. Uh, unfortunately, my dance partner now, Chuck, Chuck, it has an injury. And so we won't be able to go. So we'll see who, like, I think Ken will probably be there and, and others. And we'll try to uh, get with the organizers of both the Chicago and the Mac and see what we can get done. Yeah, and I am really sorry to hear about Chuck's injury. How's he doing? He's doing good. Um, his, he's got a good prognosis from the doctor about re recuperation time. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I know everybody listening is sending good thoughts Chuck's way. So just a shout out, Chuck. We're thinking about you and we're by the time this uh, podcast drops, you will have had your surgery. So we are wishing you a speedy recovery. All right. He's a tough talk. guy because he yeah. danced KCDC with the torn meniscus. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had no idea that he was injured. I, I couldn't, yeah. I mean, I honestly couldn't tell. So he did it there. Yeah, no, he didn't do it there. He did it beforehand. And I know we're kind of jumping ahead, but, um, uh, he, we don't know exactly. Did we think we did it practicing, you know, during a practice? And um, oh, yeah. So it was oh. swollen, and then we put some KT tape on it. We wrapped it. We had just had his knee wrapped up in KT tape and uh, knee supports during KCDC. But yeah, he 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 got it done. So but, yeah, uh, we need that's him healed. You, so. That's <laughs> what you call grit. Yeah, it is. It grit. is. So. Well, are there any other projects that you know of that the committee is planning for the future or currently undertaking? Are you involved in anything that you want to share? I'm involved in everything since I'm the communications are. But I, the things that I would like to point out is, you know, Christine, she did a, our uh, committee, Christine did an article on the hammocks that was, that I sent out and was also an American dancer, which she did a, an incredible job on that. And so we're, she's going to be doing that quarterly, kind of highlighting a couple and everything in their journey. And it's, so we could kind of get to know each other and, and build off each other's experiences. And then Stuart, as I said, the mission of the committee is to support the national organization in, in growing the number of amateur, senior amateur competitors, helping whatever way we can to try to get more competitions on the table and everything. So Stuart, our newest senior committee member, has come in with a zeal and he is out in California and we have LA coming up. 
you know, in the hot ballroom has been kind of more geared to the younger people. So he is really out there trying to grow interest and get people registered and signed up for the LA competition. Oh, wow. That's good to know. I will, um, I will make sure I keep my eyes peeled for that. Yeah. All right. One last thing about the senior athlete committee. I want to help you get that, those last 200 members on the distribution list. What's the best way for folks not already on the list to get on it? To email me. <laughs> so okay, um, okay. You, you email me. My email address is L G is in George Oswalt O S W A L T eighty nine at gmail.com. Send it on and I'll get you on the list. Okay, and I will be sure to put that in the show notes for people listening. Make sure you check the show notes. All sure. right, now I would be remiss if I did not talk to you about your dance journey. This is the fun part. Oh, yeah. When <laughs> and how did you start ballroom dancing? I'm always interested to find out what brought people to the ballroom. Well, growing up in New York, my, my mom put me in ballet when I was three. And so, and then I was did ballet till I was 10. But, you know, I grew up with Guy Lombardo and, you know, all the big ballrooms. And I watched Ron Montez and Julia Prowse, you know, back then when it was on TV. But, right. And I always wanted to learn how to do that. I thought it was, always thought it was the most beautiful thing. And so around age 50 is when I finally got to. <laughs> so <laughs> That's when a lot of us seniors get to it. Oh, it's my funny. gosh. Yeah, so I actually befriended somebody here in Northeast Mississippi um, who has a dance studio. And eventually, over time, um, like I said, time and, and funds uh, came together. And I grabbed my 18, then 18-year-old twins. And we walked into the dance studio of Tupelo. Got to give a plug to Ruby Dell Harton and the dance studio. We just, I just never looked back. We were hooked. My 18-year-old twins were hooked. That <laughs> so. is exciting. Hey, I have a, a side question. How old are your twins now, and are they still dancing? Well, my twins are 29. Okay. And, uh, yes, my daughter still dances. Not as much as before because, you know, I, I was kind of the funding stream before. Correct. <laughs> and now they are their own funding streams. And she, my daughter and my son, unfortunately, um, has put on a little bit of a hiatus. He's been working a second shift at his job for the last three and a half years, which kind of kills. Ooh. Yeah, it kills anything. So, yeah, so he's, yeah. he's finishing up his degree and and trying to get on first shift again so he can have social life. But yeah, he loves to dance. He absolutely still loves to dance. And he has one of the best frames ever. So, Oh, well, you know, they say a family that dances together stays together. And I actually don't know if they say that, but <laughs> it sounded good. Now, does your husband dance? Does he social dance? No, 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 no. My husband does not dance. Uh, what my husband is, is very supportive of me being very happy. And so he's just very supportive of all the time it takes now that I've actually entered the competition world as well. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember when you and Chuck first started competing. Of course, you guys are so tall that it's easy for you to grab attention especially the attention of short people who wish they were taller but you and i also have bonded over ballroom jewelry and blisters and a whole bunch of other stuff so i've really enjoyed 
getting to know you and getting to know Chuck. And and I'm one of the reasons why I'm so excited about these senior gatherings is because for Pat and me, one of the things that just keeps keeps us coming back for more is the fellowship. We've made so many great friends and every competition we go to is in a different city, but all the familiar faces and all the cheering and just watching people progress. It's just really fun. You and Patrick have been like inspirations for us because we, when we came in, believe it or not, um, it, I think the first time we saw it, met you was gumbo. I was watching you compete. We were sitting on the benches and uh, I was like, wow, that's awesome. And then you were even kind enough to share choreography with us. I don't know if you remember that. So I just um, sort of remember, I think Chuck asked permission if he could video us and we were like, yes. yeah, go for yes. it. Yeah. yeah. And we've bonded <laughs> over our short hair too. So yes, we have, we have. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, um, you and Roseanne and all the champion level, you you guys come in during the day and you encourage us and yell for us and stuff. And that really means a lot. We've appreciated yeah. that. Much. Well, I mean, you guys return the favor at night. So, you know, we're all in the same boat. We're all just trying to get better. Do you guys have an ETA for hitting the dance floor again? The doctor asked him, what do you hope for? And he said November 1st. And the doctor said that well, that'll be our goal and it'll be doable. So we're oh, actually, wow. yeah, we're actually, there is a local competition put on by Kim Smith here in Birmingham. It's called. Right, the, right. Christmas yeah, and Nixie. Christmas yeah. and Nixie. So that's November 11th. So we're hoping, 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 crossing our fingers that we will be able to participate in Dixie. Um, and I just want to say thank you to everybody who for the openness to the emails. And I also want to thank the leadership of Nationals because they've actually started to open up too. I think we, you're right. We are doing something. So right. I think, I think the seniors by answering the surveys, by participating, when we put that out there, they've, provided some really good information that we've ran up the chain and it's starting to make a difference. So please encourage everybody to keep it up. Well, Lee, that's all the time we have for today. And I really appreciate your taking a break with me. I know that you have an appointment, so I'm going to wrap up and just say happy dancing and I'll see you on the dance floor. That's all, folks. If you're a fan of Coffee Break with the Dancing Housewife, click the like button, share us with your friends, and be sure to tune in every week. New episodes drop on Mondays at 4 a.m. Eastern Time.